Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Felix's puckered asshole. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Listen, buddy, you're going to argue with me. Put down that spoon. Spoon! Ha <laughs> ha! You dumb ignoramus! That is a ladle! You did not know that that is a ladle! Cue the theme song. Who wants food? What do you got? I got uh, brown sandwiches and uh, green sandwiches. Please don't. God, that's irritating. The irony is that unless we come to some other arrangement, I'm going to kill you. That's the irony of it. I don't think that two single men living alone in a big eight-room apartment should have a cleaner house than my mother. Last night I found you in the kitchen washing the floor, shaking your head and moaning footprints, footprints. I didn't say they were yours. Well, they were mine, damn it. I have feet and they make prints. Come on, break the lousy cup. Ow, I hurt my arm. You're hopeless. You're a hopeless mental case. All right. 1968. The third of our 1960s movies. Of January 2021. That's right. We have The Odd Couple. I was going to do that underneath you talking, but... Oh, right on. Well, I should talk more then. Uh, as we have... Oh, your description. Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau. There's a few other faces in here that you would recognize, including the guy who plays uh, Herb Edelman, who was in The Golden Girls. Uh, as uh, Dorothy's husband is in it. And basically, I mean, there's no need to wait to get into this. Most people should know the basic concept here because this is a Neil Simon uh, written play um, that The Odd Couple is about Felix and Oscar um, both having some marital trouble. So back in the 60s when it would have been super fucking weird, these two, I don't know, 40-something-year-old men, if I had to guess at the folds on Walter Matthau's face, um, he's like a tree. Decide with the to rings. live together. You just look at his folds, and you're like, "Yeah, he's going I, I think that's right." Forehead wrinkles. I think that's right. Yeah. So, so this <laughs> movie's been this movie's been regurgitated um, in television and film over and over and over again, and well, a cartoon. Matthew and Perry cartoon. had a not even yeah, that had, long ago. Matthew it Perry has a was in a sequel and two TV shows, doesn't it? And yeah. Cartoon, well, there's three TV shows. I think Matthew Perry was in one like in 2015. Um, and let's be honest like five episodes or some shit and it failed and i think it was even just called the odd couple it wasn't even they like bought the rights did, call, did john the finish the synopsis i don't even know if i did because there's really not that much to it these 40 <laughs> yeah, year just old together. dudes having marital problems live together and because that's such a taboo thing all goes interestingly they're and also they're also hijinks ensue Okay, that's the thing. That's why the title of the movie, The Odd Couple, because one is a slob and the other is a neat freak. And then couple and have, because have, they become romantic. Ah. I disagree. Ah. I had never seen oh. this movie before, and it's not that he's a neat freak. He is neat, yes. But they, Neil Simon basically just wrote him and gave him like what he considered all female characteristics. He's neat. He he nags. He always wants to know what the other guy's doing. It's it's he very. He makes dinner. Yeah, he cooks. He cleans. It's yeah, very at the time, married. right? They become a married couple. He. But this is a very, in my opinion, today watching this today, this is an extremely homophobic movie. If I was a gay person, 
I think I would be incredibly inf offended by this movie because I think that's what they're doing is making fun of homosexuality oh, in the 60s. I don't think so. I think they were making fun of, of men and women relationships. All the, all the gripes from Felix, all of the arguments that they have, everything is typical what you expect from like old marriage stuff. What's the other guy say though? What's the other guy's name? Not Felix? Oscar. Oscar, Oscar yeah. doesn't even want to have sex with those women that Felix ends up going back to their house and ditching him for later in the film. Like it's very, it's a very, very weird movie watching it in 2020. It feels <laughs> so strange that the tone and the themes <laughs> and the dialogue and the setup is so weird in this. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. You got the characters mixed up back there. Uh, it's, it's Felix who, didn't want to didn't want to be with the sisters stays home to scrub and, uh, the pots and wash his hair yeah and the yeah, other yeah. guy goes Which, and has like a three-way or or at least it, tries to have a three-way no he ends it, up talking about felix all night yeah and they both want him all the more for it see i am um, yeah they I, want just I, like the gay thing again they're attracted to him because he doesn't want either of them no it's because <laughs> he's sensitive <laughs> jerk it's See, not. <laughs> I, I, I think when this was written, I think exactly what happened was is that they said, we'll take the character of Felix and we'll like write it as if it was a woman of the 60s, uh, like a wife of the 60s, like it, all that entails, and we'll just make Felix that. I think that's as far as their thinking on the matter went. But it is really interesting to see how it how it views these days with how our world is and how much more I think we know about people in sexuality that the the character of felix is is what i think at some day and age would have been what people thought a stereotypical gay man would have been which is all the wrong like all the wrong things it's not actually true it's just that's what some people thought like yeah he's neat and all that stuff yeah and so if you if you look at it from that angle and coupled with the fact that you know felix i think in actuality isn't over being separated from his wife that's why he doesn't want to go and spend that time sexually with the with the cuckoo pigeon sisters, but I think it just comes off in a way that you could totally see them doing that where it's almost to the point of, you might have to like look into it to see, was there any intent to, to, to create a character like that? Like, is this one of the first gay men we've seen? And it was written from that angle because again, it's the sixties who knows what they thought, um, you know, the personality of a gay man, a stereotypical gay man at the time would be like, so I, I personally don't think it was written in that way. I think it's just a man and a woman and just you made the woman character a dude a dude for this movie for comedic purposes, right? So I would agree with you. You're right. That is what they did. But watching it today, it seems, and like once again, this was not their intent because it was like, what, 40 years ago? Was it 40 years ago or 50, 50 years ago? 53. 50. Yeah, so like they weren't intending on it coming off that way but watching it today that's how it comes off it comes off as incredibly offensive it's very bizarre um now that not being what they were going for um i still think it was a little silly um i mean this was a play right so three yeah. years before this was a movie it was a play and when you watch it it was directed like a play it feels like yeah. a play the whole way yeah. through it just feels like a camera on a on a soundstage shooting a play. But there are a lot of scenes when you think back about it where they're not in the apartment. 
like the whole when Felix is walking the streets and he goes to see the go-go dancers and then later on the road in the diner where Oscar is insanely inappropriate with the waitress. Insanely. insanely crazy. Like that sexual scene. innuendo, not even innuendo. And then like grabbing her between the legs, basically, as she walked away. He pulled a Trump on her. What? Dude. And she says, I'm married. And then he like still holds her and like makes that little bite at her and stuff. It's straight up sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah. Totally accepted. Even she, even she is like, she playfully is like, oh, if you bite, I can't write. And then like stands there and like, what are you going to have? And in 1968, they watched that and they all laughed. But little did they know. And the reality of that situation (laughs) is she would go home and cry. And, but she couldn't tell anybody because no one would believe her because she was a woman. Because she'd get fired (laughs) even if they did believe her. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't believe her and they'd fire her. They wouldn't believe her and they'd fire her for being a, a complainer. They'd be like, she just complains too much. We have to get rid of her. We, she's not good for customers. Yeah, that's we, need, won't even we need women customers. who just smile and like and pretend like they enjoy it. She's not one of those. <laughs> we got to get rid of her. That's what would have happened because it was 1965. I mean, it's, other, it's otherwise known as the, uh, the good old days. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, as well, Trump well, would call it, the good old that's days. Yeah. Total. So, but I was just saying there there are scenes where they're out of the house and doing things uh, like Felix is at work, uh, missing triple uh, triple plays and things like that. So, I, I, they, they, it seems like they took a little bit of a shot to bring it outside of the environment. But but that being said, that when they're in the apartment, yeah, it it definitely feels like a play. And then I've found recently with some of the movies we've done, when movies start to feel like plays it's like they slow down in a not a good way. So even though this is not a long movie, it feels like it felt really long when I watched it this most recent time. Like they could have trimmed a, a whole bunch of fat off of this movie. It's the like first hour thing, 43, isn't it? Uh, yeah, hour 45, I The think. first thing I noticed was too is how over the top everything was. Like his filth and the smoking... <laughs> And how disgusting he his place was, was so... Like, when you walked into the kitchen, like, the cupboards were wall-to-wall, dirty dishes, empty boxes, bags of garbage. It was, like, the craziest fucking example of a, of a dirty person. <laughs> he was, like, a fucking hoarder times 10. Like, that was the craziest shit. It must have taken Felix, like, a fucking week to clean that apartment. Overnight, it looked it like. It was but. so over the top. <laughs> and, like, everyone was smoking and just ashing on the floor. There are ashtrays everywhere. It was disgusting. It was hard. It almost made me sick to watch Colin, how disgusting also, Disclaimer, it was. Colin is also kind of a neat freak. But are you it's telling true. me that that was not... Uh, over the top, what they did it, to his plan. No, totally agree. It, totally agree. But <laughs> your your level of disgust with it, like I looked and was like, oh, that's a crazy dirty place. I think I've done that before. You I know? was getting distracted by how filthy it was. <laughs> no, I, they can, I've they been to your house when it was night. dirty and it never ever came close to what that was. They sit back at night like they're very pleased now that they did that for Colin exactly and, and it's working. <laughs> I mean, it was effective but yeah i mean it's, once it's again, definitely it's over the top in a comedy it's meant, to, it's meant to contrast when they he makes it clean so you really notice how clean it is it, yeah you wouldn't have <laughs> anything hey, would have been cleaner than that i know i know okay let's hang on a sec whoever's got the barking dogs in the background that's crazy yeah. every day a couple times is that right 
Oh, yeah. oh so wait. So are you going to edit this out? The barking of the dogs? Yeah. I was listening Bark! to another podcast Bark! today. And Bark! they had, I was, it was Justin <laughs> Long's go. podcast. And they had technical difficulties for like five minutes where they couldn't hear each other. And they couldn't be bothered to fucking edit it out. They, they also messed up the intro. I think it's with Katie Couric. No, um, it's with Lake Bell. They left in like five minutes uh, of like technical difficulties where they couldn't even hear one another, and he left it all in. He has producers yeah, the, and shit. Like, what the, the fuck? The Katie Couric episode, they cut into the music on the front end off, so the music played way too long, and then there was nothing, nothing. Then they're like, hey, we're talking now. It's like, what are you doing? You missed that like badly. Yeah, you don't have an editor? It's they the only thing they might do. not actually they have do. producers. They it sounds that I show sounds like they just do it. Yeah, yeah, they do just do it. But we just do this, and we wouldn't fucking leave five minutes of dead air in. I'm trying to think if there's any other spots in the movie where um, where they try they work that hard to contrast something. Because yeah, the clean the clean of and the dirty of the apartment. I know it's supposed to be obvious to the audience, but I, I think in a play that works because the set is more like the um, the stage they're on the set they're in it's usually like one room so they got to have as much detail and make it stand out as much but in a movie you don't want it to feel like a play so it actually needs to feel more like real life also and so then it can't be as staged i think so i think by going over the top there it, it just it actually takes you out of it a little bit because it's like nobody's like that like this guy needs professional intervention help also like a play um this is why you don't take a play and you like directly copy it to to a movie is because it has these long drawn out dialogue scenes yeah. where nothing happens and they just go on and on and on. See, I don't and think on. that's a symptom of the plays because plays because um, plays can't I mean, move. At, you don't look, cut. So you just when you're in a set, especially back in the 60s, you would build that set. And you're like, if we're going to build this set, we have to be spend like 5, 10, 15 minutes here. Otherwise, we have to ch- keep changing the set. So we'll just have like nothing happen for like 15 minutes, but people talk. That's My uh, point is that we've also done two other movies um, that weren't plays. And both of those suffered from the same dragging long dialogue. Yeah, yeah but I like, remember we had similar complaints. Time. I think I think it's yes and yes to both of you again. I like doing this because I don't get to I don't get to be wrong. Um, I see in both of what you're saying that I think these times suffered especially from still figuring it out, how much detail to give, how long to, how hard to push it, how long to go over the top for the audience because it's okay to have them realize at some point that it's all make-believe and if we go really over the top they know it's not quite real but, but they get the point that we're trying to make and then you can, you can take that against the fact that um, like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, I found had a lot of the same issues. If you have just these long dialogue heavy scenes in one location where not just not enough stuff is happening, it's not like Tarantino esque dialogue, it's not that interesting. It's a lot of waiting and reacting and long shots like that. So, it that definitely got to me as well while watching this because. Like I said before, that sometimes the play feeling being all in one place just makes it things feel longer than they are. You lose track of time because you're just still in the apartment. Oh, we're back in the apartment. I don't know if it's day, if it's night, how many days have passed, what's going on. So, it, it, yeah, that 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 I felt that a lot during People this. People are just more feeling. forgiving in a play because because going to the theater was like a big deal. It's like a huge night out. You get all dressed up. So you're willing to sit there and listen to 10 or 15 minutes of dialogue when you're learning nothing new and nothing's really happening. 
That's just that's just kind of plays have always been it's, a little. It's bit. the agreement you make, is it? Yeah, designed that way. Whereas in a film, if someone's ta- there's two, there's like five like, there's people. Nothing, there's no one's learning, and there's nothing going on. There's 15 minutes of you've been to bad plays, and I know that's you right. haven't been. If that's you think right. that's what's happening, <laughs> because plays aren't this like obstruction of fucking good times that you seem to think they are. It's, it's our social is, contract when we go to a play. Is my time will be wasted, and I accept that. <laughs> yeah, what pointless a weird dialogue. It's, it's a weird <laughs> theory. This is. That, it's just the way that, plays. It's just plays are very different than screenplays. Me and Ray have been going to a lot of plays they, since I met him over the last couple of years. One hundred percent, but they're not they aimless, are. meandering conversations. Yeah, about bad nothing. plays. Bad plays are, and I've seen bad tons of are. bad plays. Yeah, but, but the plays so I've been seeing. Colin. I've been seeing on the National Theater from London with like actors, like famous actors, do the exact Impress same us all thing. with your regionality. Did you see that at the local theater? <laughs> yeah, at the movie theater. Yes. But they show, but the movie theater shows, the movie theater shows na- the national plays from London. So I saw Frankenstein with like Bunk C- Cumberpatch and uh, the guy who plays Sick Boy and. Uh, Burnt Cumberbatch? Uh, yeah. <laughs> He'll be happy to hear. I can that never remember ever. Benedict's Benedict's last name. <laughs> it's just an awesome name. It is, yeah. And two is. other highly touted plays that I watched that were filmed in London and shown at the movie theater, and they had very similar styles and structure. How did you feel about *To Kill a Mockingbird*? Uh, *To Kill a Mockingbird* was a good film. I've never seen it in play form. What did we but, see? What did we see in New York? Oh, we we saw, or not to uh, kill a mockingbird. Um, we saw. What is that I called? It was. That's what I we, thought at first too. We, but now yeah, we no, we did see to kill a mockingbird. You're right. Okay, so to did that mocking- meander and have pointless conversations? No, it's, to, to, to kill a mockingbird was good, but it was also rewritten. I've never seen the original play. Sorkin wrote that. We wrote that. But it's a play. Yeah, and, and it was it a good play. Suffer from it. So that's that what was we're like. That was one of the few plays I've seen that one. has I not won the conversation. suffered. I think I think you did. I just think Colin's alluding to more to bad theater, and not that not that the odd couple is bad theater, but th- since they're so different mediums, the trouble with adapting a play into a movie is making it feel less like a play and more like a movie. That point because I if think you, is one hundred percent true. If yes. you go too play heavy, then it just it ends up like this, like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, where it's just. It's not, uh, I don't know, it, it doesn't do to like have so few locations and so much dialogue that ultimately... Can, it's always can, a mistake when you try and adapt a book or a play into a movie, but you try and stay true to the play or the book. It just never tends to work out. I've, yeah. never, seen, I've never seen an adaptation where they didn't do a really good rewrite and change things and then it end up being good whether it's a novel or a play. Well, and the stupid thing is, is that he got, did he win? He was nominated. I don't know if he won for best adapted screenplay. It was his screenplay and he directed the, the movie. Yeah. Paul Simon. He was nominated, no, he didn't direct right. it. And editing was nominated. He, he too. didn't direct the movie. No, Are you sure? no, there was a different director. I think. Yeah, right? it was Gene, Gene Sachs. Yeah. Okay, Uh, I thought he directed it too. Okay. So, so Walter Matthau played Oscar in the Broadway play. And they brought him over because he was already a big name. But the guy who played Felix, I forget his name right now. Um, Jack, they, Jack Lemon, he, or in the play? No, know. no, in the play. He didn't have a big enough pull, they thought. So they tried to get Jack Lemon. And so 
I think it was Jack Lemon or someone at the studio, someone, maybe it was the scriptwriter, wanted a specific um, director to come on board too. And um, they tried to negotiate for like half the ticket sales and, and a couple of million dollars each for Lemon and the director. And the studio boss was like, no way. And I think I think for this, Jack Lemon got a million bucks against 10% of the box office. Um, and Walter Matthau got 300 grand straight up. What? Yeah, and this this movie, I don't know, the numbers I saw were made for 1.2 and made 44. Yeah, I don't made think 44 that would have been, million. That has to be adjusted dollars. Made 40, yeah, that has to be. Because look at those other movies that we've done that were huge successes. They like, like what, uh, uh, Great Escape made like 9 million. Or I don't think million. that is adjusted dollars. $44 million is a lot of money in 1968, but. Uh, it's a whole lot of if money. If you ingested the dollars, it would, it would probably be over 100 million bucks, no? Oh, I'm not sure. Because this was a hugely, po- hugely, hugely popular movie. Okay, look, I'm I'm seeing more about it. A record-breaking. Uh, yeah, look, it did really big. And once yeah. again, like, but those scenes, Kate. Let's talk about the very opening scene where they're playing cards in the fucking dumpster the fire that is his apartment. And yep. uh, that goes on. I know well, Felix everything. is trying to kill himself at every turn. Yeah. And so I know everything about those characters like that are hanging out at the house within the first five seconds of them talking. I, I, they, they're, so, I know like their dynamic and stuff very quickly because they do a good job of setting that up with the dialogue. But then, then- we spend 15 or 20 minutes listening to them doing the same things hammering home their relationships and who they are and so that goes on for an incredibly i was shocked at how long that 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 opening scene went on where where nothing really changed felix comes in after he tries to kill himself but can't yeah a bunch of times yeah (laughs) but he also so i mean like that suicide stuff is i'm i'm surprised it was like such a aloof thing in in 60s movies i guess when it, suicide's always going to be a controversial thing and the way they play it off for him is is actually funny um and uh i also like how at every turn he's not just like they do a good job of building his character too in the early days with almost no dialogue because he keeps hurting himself <laughs> he hurts his back he hurts his neck he's such a fucking waste of a person so the funny thing is that he's like wants to kill himself and he strains his back and like he's like it's like rain delay on killing yourself. Like for most normal people, they'd be like, I want to kill myself. And then something additional would happen. Like, oh, my fucking back now. One more fucking thing. Fuck this day. And you jump like despite it. But he, um, I don't think he I, can I just get, love how the littlest things will slide. He can't get the window open. <laughs> no, but it's like, he doesn't want to do it. He would throw a little bit of effort into things. I'm saying like a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's true. It's what makes window. his, it's what makes his character so pathetic. He can't even make his mind up about killing himself. Uh, I got the sense he really wanted to, but he like was un- incapable of doing it. Nah, he was like barely, he was like self-loathing and feeling bad for himself and just like thought the considerations were half-hearted at best. But I do think that the uh, miracle of having a $5 hotel room um, really blew my socks off. <laughs> if you're gonna yeah, kill fucking, yourself, you don't really want to spend more than five bucks. Five dollars. Sure. But the fact that there is a five dollar hotel room, you can and you find can just go in. He's like, come on the sheets for less than sixty right now. <laughs> he's like, not how long you want it for? Not long. He's like five dollars. 
<laughs> you just can't do that today. They'd be like, uh, no. Was that a, was that like just a hooker hotel? No, I oh, think more people. It was Times I, Square. I think back in the day, more people were like using hotel rooms as like a place just to escape. And yes, for nefarious reasons, but also like just to legit get some rest in the busy I don't day think in the city. Banging hookers is nefarious. No, <laughs> just <laughs> nefarious. bring them to your five dollar <laughs> F shack. <laughs> yeah, I meant like banging hookers behind your loved one's back. Oh, so that cheating would be on your wife. Yeah, that's I that would be cheating. the general use of like Cheat. low pay. Yeah, cheating hotels. with your uh, secretary. Yeah, yeah. No, I get yeah, it. yeah. Like shared bathrooms and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's the ones I've been to. Uh, <laughs> those, are the, those are the fuck shacks. <laughs> but I, but so then, yeah, finally Felix does show up. Um, yeah, like yeah, it finally. takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, it takes finally. a long time for him to get there. They talk about him not being there for a while. Forever. This movie, yeah. before we get to the meat of it, like to the fucking um, actual like starting point, takes a long time. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. These, This is the structure of successful plays. Like, Paul Simon wrote plays like this for years. I don't know how many plays Paul Simon wrote, but he wrote a lot of plays. And the structure was all very similar. And, like, you cannot do that to an audience today. It's just too slow. It's Editor's so update. Slow. He means Neil Simon. Sorry, he's correct. Paul Simon is uh, part of Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> equally talented though yes equally talented great hat. i think i'd rather listen to paul simon's songs than watch neil simon's plays let's put it that way wah, wah. um okay so let's talk instead of going through more of the story which does like take a long time to get going then the middle starts flowing a little bit more um and, but then it starts to like go downhill again once the the pigeon sisters enter so like Here's a question. The comedy in this movie, like Felix's physical stuff, like his his little tics, his I just see, I have to qualify this now and say that I, this is like one of my mom's favorite movies and I watched this a ton growing up and I've always found it really funny. It just kind of is one of those things you don't have to think hard about, tickles your funny bone a couple of times and you're like, ah, now I've seen about a million movies since those days when I used to look back and, and watch this. But I have to say that um, some of my uh, more emotional side, my youth revisitings uh, were intact for some of the for some of the humor in this movie. I did still laugh at some of the physical stuff and some of the jokes. I just want to say real quick. Last week um, we did Dr. No, the week before we did Dr. Strangelove. But last week, Colin talked about how when they shot the machine and the pop sprayed out and I laughed. And he lost respect for me. Colin, did you lose that same respect for John just now? I don't remember John laughing at anything. He said I he laughed likes at something. I laughed at something in this movie and I, I wanted to remember what it was because I laughed out loud and then I can now I can do you remember what that was, John? Because I was like, take note of that. That's pretty funny uh, that there was one I thing that you laughed at. I la- but I laughed like I was like bah! I like got surprised by it. I can't. I think it was Felix doing something. Um, John John did not laugh at this movie. I don't remember at all. I think he. St- I like stared chuckled. At it with his, I, his I just chuckled. Dropped, jo- his mouth was. I don't think he could believe what he was seeing. Yeah, it was. It was definitely way different than 
your memories of your childhood yeah like i said i still laughed at some of it i still have a huge love for jack lemon and walter matthau like now i'm gonna have to throw this one on the list but i remember liking grumpy old men i like that i do too. too The second one maybe even has some funny bits, though any second any sequel is going to be shit compared to the first. Right, um, we should, yeah, we should try. But I think Grumpy that. Old Men would be a good one because I was going to say before that's almost a continuation of this, where both the characters got some perspective and moved both of them in their opposite directions, moved toward moderation and became crotchety old fucks living next door to each other. That's what I always think of, and I love the dad and the uh, Grumpy Men. I'm gonna get oh, a yeah. carbine with a hair trigger and a scope. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> He's so good. So like, so I really like these two guys together, and I think like the way they play off each other and go crazy is great. It's just it, it all stretches on too long, and it's not interesting anymore. It, 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 like, yeah, because this subject matter is so kind of mundane now. Back then, that was it was like John said there was something controversial about it. It was controversial uh, not to be married. So if you got it was divorced, controversial not was to be married. Right? And a yeah. lot of a lot of older men who weren't married and living together were gay men who were like saying they were roommates. See, but and really, that's, how, that's sorry. That but that was a that was how that was the gay lifestyle in the in the those times was just like older men saying they you know they were bachelors but they were just gay. Oh, totally. But that's that like and to that point actually is why I kind of felt differently than than you guys did or than you know than Colin did anyways um about like the gay reference because I felt like that was a place because like you're saying like two men wouldn't have been living together really in this day and age and the fact that they do and they never go to all those stereotypical gay jokes that I think we're familiar with unless I missed them but like if they're subtle in there, I'm not sure. I think that that uh, that uh, what's his name, Neil Simon said that he based the Jack Lemmon character off of his brother, right? So it was like wasn't intentionally. Um, I think that perspective gay? is my point, right? <laughs> what yeah. you say? See, oh, maybe his brother maybe gay. his brother's gay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think if you if you think of it as um, in the in the negative stereotype way you would see lots of what you thought think would be gay jokes. They would yeah, manifest like, out of nothing just for the simple fact that he's, he, he treats Felix in a certain way and Felix acts a certain way, like a housewife of the sixties, right? Which yeah. if, if you had those gay stereotypes pushed towards men, that's what it would seem like. But if you don't, and you're just like, huh, he's like the woman in the relationship, but he, that doesn't have anything to do with his sexual preference. It just means that, he likes to be in an apron cooking and he's over obsessive compulsive about things because that's apparently what a stereotypical woman was like at the time. I'd be more pissed if I was women. I mean, that's another reason to support um, why this movie is always in the apartment because Felix, the woman, uh, um, would have been at home a lot taking care of vacuuming, doing all this shit. So it would have to be there for it to be realistic. If they were always out at clubs or at dinner, it wouldn't it wouldn't make as much sense because that's not what the housewife at the well, times was, yeah. was doing. And there's a line where, where Felix is asking him when he's going to be home and, yeah, exa- uh, and yeah. Oscar is like oh my god like I can't but what the hell are you doing why are you asking me this stuff like why do you give a shit when I'm going to be home and so so it, it it yeah so in in my mind when I'm watching it like you said I feel like they're making him they're not I'm not I don't even feel like they're making him the woman they are making him the woman that's 100% what they're doing yes. they're giving him what you would consider 
annoying female qualities to a man. And then Oscar is being annoying to Felix because he's dirty and because he drinks too much and he goes out late. So, like, they're both doing, like, the stereotypical things to one another that are men and women. And they then are, if it's there's the no gay value context, which one is right and wrong, right? So it's not there like isn't, the women, then, that the women perspective is a flawed perspective or that the male perspective is a flawed perspective. It's just the friction between their it's it's their their poles don't align, right? It just feels like John said earlier, that's the sense that I got too that that if they were making any kind of gay references towards Felix that they back then believe that if you were gay, if you were a gay man, you were exactly like a woman and you that was what you were. Like that was what a gay person was. That's how the movie comes off today almost is not almost. That's how it comes off. It, it I, this movie see, does not come off all. the same. But that's you putting that on the movie. That's yeah, I don't see, think that's don't how the movie comes that. off. That that's where your head's at around it. I, it's just it's just now in this day and age when you watch some some material written like this it almost comes off it doesn't that's how it comes off it's just it's it's just a time so i i instantly thought similar things i at at the start i was watching i was like did they make him gay did i did i like miss that my whole life is that what they were trying to do and then just over time over the watching the movie i'm like I, i could totally see how you could take it that way but i made the decision that i didn't think that's what they were trying to do that is not what they're trying to do i'm just saying when you take something and then you put time behind it and then you watch it in the light of day 50 whatever years later because everything has changed so much the movie has this this undertone to it that was unintentional and now it doesn't make any doesn't make any sense what they were trying it just it does even the man woman thing doesn't even make that much sense anymore because no, the we, jokes there's so in many this different we get because we touched that time like yeah, our the parents were the people between... that this movie was made for, and so we're familiar with that. But I think if you showed this to like a twenty-year-old today, they'd be like, "What the fuck?" Like Jack Lemmon's <laughs> physical comedy is not good anymore, and like the humor in this movie, and the whole relationships behind this movie, and the whole like caricature of the of the construct that is like fucking Oscar and Felix, like that man image and that like Felix like woman or gay man or whatever image that you're throwing on that those don't exist like that anymore the stereotypes now are much more woke that's what I'm saying is we're we're so different now with with relationships between men and women between like like transgender everything is like so far beyond this now that this seems like out of touch and offensive even though it was not that wasn't what it was like fucking 60 years ago so does this movie hold up it can't hold up it's not even possible it (laughs) like you said if you showed a 20 year old this movie like the shit we saw in the diner with the way he was treating that waitress is shit that would get you fucking arrested today yeah Yeah. for assault for fucking assaulting a woman that was the part that was the most astounding part in this for me <laughs> it's when you see behavior like that or when you hear in different movies that we watch like the language like some of the language in those things is stuff that just cannot be said anymore and what like, was the movie we saw where they kept using they kept saying faggy and fag 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 over and uh, over it was the again. spielberg it was a spielberg movie oh no it was me and 
Brent watched Idiocracy, and they they probably said it like fifty times. It was crazy. Because anytime somebody would speak with like a half intelligent tone to their voice, they they'd think they were speaking faggy. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> which is like again, like loud. some stereotypes are good stereotypes. If if you're speaking and you sound educated and. That's attributed to being gay. And I'd be like, that's a pretty solid thing to be represented by. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm but yeah, so him. this, this like, and the stuff with the birds, um, where, where they have them over for the dinner or whatever, and his dinner gets ruined. See what, what doesn't work about that is that there's no way like relationships just don't work that way anymore. Like you don't run into someone in the elevator and then like once or twice and then you ask them over for dinner and they come over like like they do. And these two guys are like one so over the top and obnoxious, like leaning into let's bang. And both the sisters are like into that vibe as yeah, well. Yeah, they were into it. And then Felix is all crying and shit. I, I don't know. It just that whole way that that shakes out and <laughs> it just doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. It's just so weird and out of touch. Like it's, I'm so shocked that this movie's um, pop. This was like the most popular movie when this came out. Yeah, of dude, the time. 44 million this, in this time. Jesus Christ, that's a massive success. And like, what if one of them got paid three hundred thousand? That's a joke. Yeah, yeah. Math. So I Jack Lemon should have made a million plus forehead. Uh, a million plus four more for Lemon. So maybe he gave Math out a million. It, Matthew and Lemon are both dead now, right? Yeah, I think everyone uh, so in this movie is on... dead for sure. Yeah, so There's we're no treading on their graves. In this movie. Everyone's dead. The birds are probably dead too. Yeah, that's true. Walter Matthau, I've never seen him look young in anything, any picture, anything. <laughs> I imagine he's one of those guys that was like thirteen or thirty when he was a kid. <laughs> Yeah, there's no doubt, man. That guy has just always been a hard looking a hard looking man. I can't He's got such an interesting voice and like his his um uh his posture and everything else too. It just Yeah. I don't know. I, I have never right? for as much as I like the these this pairing, um I haven't like seen tons of the other filmography for them. Like Jack Lemon obviously in Glengarry. Um, but other than Grumpy Old Men, I'm not huge on a lot else that he's done. And Matho, other than this and Grumpy Old Men, I got nothing. I couldn't yeah. tell you. I mean, if you look on their IMDb, they'll have like 150 things they've been in. Yeah, no doubt. And like if, 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 if Matho was doing theater too, right? Like a lot of people that you don't know where they've been, that's where they've been. I think both of these guys are in JFK. I know Lemon was in JFK for sure, but I'm pretty sure Matho was too with uh, Oliver Stone's movie. So yeah, Matho was also in The Taking of Pelham 123, which everyone knows. Oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen that one, but I know I've heard of that. Denzel of and Travolta, I think. <laughs> Travolta's <laughs> in that and Denzel. I think it's Travolta and Denzel. <laughs> yeah, Denzel. Oh, you're talking the about the, the remake. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about the remake. <laughs> I was like, Which Denzel. I thought I thought you meant to. God damn, no, Denzel thought, looks good. I, I thought you meant he was in the remake. He's like somewhere in the background. He's like operator panel number three. He's not even a character. He's a panel. <laughs> oh god damn! He played he played Albert Einstein in IQ that '94 flick. 
Oh. And he was Mr. What? Wilson and Dennis the Menace, you'll all was remember. Val Kilmer? Oh, okay. Was... I've seen Dennis the Menace and he, I yeah, that oh, was yeah, Dennis the Menace role right. for him as Mr. Wilson. Mr. Wilson. You're Otherwise, fucking I'm kids. Say, you, you're not going to know bitch. much of this shit. No, yeah. but so anyways, the uh the shocking thing for me is it wasn't that many years ago where 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 someone locally was redoing this play. And I went and saw it at like it was at, it was in a church, <laughs> and the it was odd a couple. small production. They did the Odd Couple. It was the Odd Couple. They had the music and everything, and there was the exact same characters' names. It was Neil Simon. They it was credited as the Neil Simon uh, play. But like, who would fucking want to do this material in this day and age? That is so weird to me. Like, the only way you could do this material today is if you had like a like a fucking Trump supporter moving in with like a transgender person or something. <laughs> that would be the only way you could do the odd couple today because otherwise this story has no relevance like at all. Yeah. I, I think I, I, yeah, I kind of tend to agree. I think, um, who would want I, to it's watch the, it's anything the, like this? See this, this play is, um, it's like so highly regarded. And it makes me wonder, as we've discovered with so much of the shit we do, even stuff that isn't like as old as this, um, it just, it, it, in so many ways, it's not relevant anymore. So the way we should be looking at it is a, a snapshot in time to say, when this came out, it was all the rage and here's why it's not that great anymore. Like that's how we should be looking at things like this so we can learn on, on what does and doesn't work instead of everyone just being like, this is so amazing. Because I don't even know if I'd like to go see this play. Even if oh, it no. had like stellar cast, like the story and everything is just not interesting enough anymore. No. And so, but I think this is relevant what we're saying because this is, this is like, we, we, went, we watched It's a Wonderful Life, which is older than this. And all of yeah. us thought it held up. Yeah. And that was yes. including with the, con- the, you know, the compression of time and stuff and you could see like the relationship where they had with the black maid even like the relationship they had with their black maid in that movie which had been very common at the time for them to have black servants and stuff was was better handled then than you would have imagined in 1941 yeah she had a character they they liked her she was part of the family she had good dialogue she was a she had a, she had a good you know she had a good personality like this movie just is um is not as good as that and it's no. 20 year 20 some years newer than that yeah but this movie suffers from that bad writing shit like there's they don't explain the thing is is that this movie could carry like that movie did if there was more like they just they took it as an assumption that the audience would know what everything is you know what i mean but we don't necessarily know that like as the movie gets older and older, we're further removed from that culture in that time. And a lot of the things, a lot of the jokes, a lot of just the assumptions that people would make in the sixties when they watch this about these people are not the same as we have now. And the movie doesn't do anything to build a world around that. So that there's that understanding for people that might be, it might be alien to them. Right. Whereas I think that, um, uh, whatever it is again, it's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life has a good world building around it we understand like when they talk about the war and the rest of that stuff we understand why those things matter right and why they're impactful to the story and to the character and i feel like we just it this movie kind of it's like a 
I think it just uh, was a victim of the time where it just it, it always made that assumption that you would be familiar with that that reality I guess yeah it's bad writing for sure yeah I mean the writing is definitely um, it's hacky and and I know it's supposed to be a comedy and stuff but but they don't but they don't almost respect there's no respect for for the characters are are like you just said the world so here's the deal though is is because when you're in a play all that matters is the room the set right this one location's all it is and that's what you get in the play and they ported that so um loyally over to this movie that like there are opportunities i think to establish I don't think they ever could have thought that this would run on for so long that some three douchebags would be listening to this 60 years later and being like, what the fuck were they thinking of not writing this to have a, a lasting thing? But like, what about like introducing like Felix and Oscar's previous or current or former significant others, right? Like there's a chance to use those characters to show these guys lives before or lives of people in general and how they were supposed to be and how this was like breaking the mold that might've done a little bit better to set the stage and, and, you know, secure exactly how strange it was that those two men would be living together. It's, it's not something you could have anticipated, but you know, maybe you could have done a bit more to have a world that they were in that gave you uh, something else to, to, to anchor to, I guess. But instead we just have this one room and, and none of that really matters. No, I agree, actually. It, provided that this is a, a movie and the rest of that shit, there's no reason why they couldn't have um, included those characters. And I feel like given the length of this movie and how little happens, aside from just like over and over again, making us experience their differences and the and the tension in the room, if, if you added a character, even if you have each of their wives come to the front door, you can still do that play set, right? You can still have everything the way it is. You can just have two characters come to the door you can see even them interact with their own wives or each of them interact with each other's wives so that there's a touch of understanding maybe grown there, right? Between the characters. Then all of a sudden you've got a little light let in something. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, you guys. I, I think technology technologies also helps plays now. Like Ben was talking about To Kill a Mockingbird. We saw that in... We saw that in New York City and the way that they would move that through that play and how quickly they would change the sets. The sets would come from above. They would drop like a whole house down on, on top of the set and then it would go away and they'd wheel in a courtroom and then like trees and it was crazy how quickly that play moved. Very similar to a movie. The, the thing with plays is like you usually are restricted to this one location or two locations if you're lucky. And yeah. um, so everything has to happen within those confined constraints. And uh, that's why Tarantino would be brilliant at playwriting. Because well, if you look at the, anything the like his dialogue... is basically a play. Well, that's what he's talking about, making it into yeah. a play. It because should be. His, well, he wants to do that post his movie career because his dialogue is so good that you could sit in the same room for like a whole play and it's it's actually interesting where is these characters are not that interesting and the dialogue is not that good yeah like this kind of movie begs to be never I, I once again i would never be a proponent of this but if 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 this movie is going to be like constantly reperformed in play form and therefore people are going to like have an interesting idea to turn it into film or whatever even if it's done just in play form it should be updated for the times 
The odd couple should be the most unlikely pairing in any, let's say, decade. Um, and so maybe, like a, you know, maybe it's it's a Republican and a Democrat, which we've seen, right? That the People bake this, the, this whole movie gets baked into t- an interaction between two characters all the time. So yeah, it's, it's just a genre. Yeah, right. It's not it's not enough for a story. <laughs> it's not enough for a story um, <laughs> to, to support a whole movie. It's 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 more just something that I see all the time in, in, in TV. And yeah, in well, that's why I said I said a Trumper like a diehard Trump fan moves in with a, with moves in with a transgender person and they have to live together and yeah, like deal yeah. with each other. I mean, that's the two farthest extremes in our current 2021 environment yeah. right now but like once again i i wouldn't want anyone to do anything there's been so there's been like two or three tv shows and several movies like this thing just needs to fucking die i think this should be the death rattle for this movie is our podcast like neil simon's shit had its time and it just needs to be laid the rest amen yeah i don't like i don't know even know how you deal with a um a conflict like this between two characters in a way that you don't have to have a whole movie to to cover it. I would go see It's a Fun to Wonderful Life as a play. Mary. Mary, I'll Mary. get that Mary, moon for you me. and I'll stuff it in my bum. Stuff my stuff it in my bum. Mary. <laughs> and then I'll glow like the moon, Mary. I'll glow like the moon. You can use my lasso to pull it out, Mary, like a chainsaw cord. <laughs> <laughs> like a lawnmower. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Starting a lawnmower, Mary. Starting a lawnmower. Man, it's um, it yeah, starting because to sound once like again, a wonderful life. The way you guys, Jimmy Stewart, it. sure was into ass play. Yeah, <laughs> and even though Jimmy Stewart is twenty years twenty years too old for that movie, that movie still worked. Yeah, that guy was definitely long bald at the time that they filmed that. <laughs> yeah, they were soaking old. in the toilet water um, for sure. Well, oh, look. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring this one home as the guy who has seen this movie the most times. I think Brent hadn't seen it before this. I'm not sure Colin had either. So no, before another... you before you finish, oh. though, I'd like you to get your mom to watch it and uh, see what her opinion is of it today. Get she's that shit like together, it, Judy. You're going to listen to it. love it. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just telling her to take a look. I'll get from her Ask when her I'm home in the summer. Uh, I'll get from her yeah. some comments and we'll relate. No, that. no. Watch it with her and then stare at her. Don't watch the movie and see what how like she reacts. Like Fraser's dog, just stare yeah. at her face the whole do an time. Eddie. And judge her. Yeah, an Eddie. All right, Eddie. Uh, all right, Eddie. we'll do that. Judy, you and me, we got a date to watch The Odd Couple this summer. I don't yeah, think Judy, Judy listens to the podcast, so we're we're all right here. Um, I think that's so. The best. So well, here, Judy. here's what uh, is um, all the the fun memories that I still had in this movie. There was a lot of things that I that I smiled for, but mostly I think Colin said it right before that I was. It was really a shocking experience. It's just <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was, uh, we were shit. both very excited. I was when we so sat down hoping. To watch this. I was so hoping this is going to be. This is my choice, obviously, for these for these three January movies and. Um, I was so like, maybe what'll happen is I'll go in and be pleasantly surprised. And then Brent and Colin will be like, wow, fuck the chemistry. So good. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Um, it just doesn't work anymore. There's a couple of funny scenes. I bet I could edit this to two minutes and you would laugh. And then we'd be like, that was in a movie that doesn't make sense anymore. 
<laughs> so uh good music good music yeah um i still i the some of the chemistry with mathau and lemon does work so there and uh, it's pretty funny when he throws a plate of spaghetti against the wall and says now it's garbage it's really mean when he sprays the lysol in felix's spaghetti that's going over the top yeah what the fuck that's really mean but that's that's fucking that's what he would do to a woman right that's what he'd do to his wife i keep finding all these notes we need this f you we need that f you it took me three weeks to figure out that f you meant felix hunger that was a funny (laughs) joke actually i did like that that. might have been the thing i laughed at it might have been yeah let's just say it is yeah yeah it is i'll agree with that good one neil the the cuckoo pigeon sisters yeah it doesn't hold up Brent, do you want to go? Sure. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> this one does not hold up for me. I am glad I watched it, uh, but I and I like Jack Lemon. The thing that interests me was that Jack Lemon is the same. Like when you see Jack Lemon's mannerisms and all that stuff, and like Glenn Gary when he's much older, there's a lot of that stuff that comes through, and so it's like. That's interesting to me always to see like the passage of time with someone and see that those little ticks or that their whole little like kind of character or whatever stuck around. Mm. But that was about all that stuck around interesting for me in this. <laughs> um, I just found myself being very bored and wondering when things were going to happen. And I found it at the beginning and then things happened and I was like, yes. And then they stopped happening again. Um and it was just the same thing over and over and over again, just that they're different, right? There's never anything that we get to experience beyond that, it doesn't feel like. We just we just witnessed different examples of that being true. So <laughs> I felt like that was all a tremendous waste of my time. Uh, this month has been pretty much a whole waste of my time. <laughs> I regret everything. This movie doesn't hold up. Colin? But, but they're such an odd couple. We got to reinforce it. Yeah, but they're different. I'm very, I'm very excited Oh, wait, to- I didn't get it. They don't get along because they're different. Because they're both odd. <laughs> get it? I, oh, it does hold up. I will say, <laughs> I will say that I'm very glad. Let's not, let's, let's go way, way forward now. Let's not watch any old movies for a while. We've had one hold up of four, and that I'm was it, the Christmas the movie. Birthday, yeah, so Bad ready. Santa. That was the Christmas movie. No, it's a Wonderful Life. Oh, that one too. Yeah, we had two in a row there with Bad Santa and Wonderful Life. We had yeah, Wonderful. End of, and then we had Harry and Sally, and it's been downhill from there. Let's get back to the 80s, 90s, and the 2000s is what I say. And well, so I think we're going to do Pulp Fiction next. Yeah. Oh, I was going to leave some yeah, mystery around that, but you just Oh, like we're hey, well, let's change it, it then. No, no, no. no. If you like, suffered it's through listening to us bitch about the odd couple, you should be very excited for Pulp Fiction. Yeah, get Pulp Fiction India. And then yeah. uh, we got a couple other fun ones coming up too ones that I think uh, last of the mohicans yeah that's right? somewhere there maybe tombstone maybe dances yeah. with wolves Ooh. and uh and uh colin's birthday pick tootsie that's right tootsie, tootsie. and bill and murray and dustin hoffman coming to america i believe too because coming they're doing america. they're doing yeah. a shitty sequel to that and it'll be on hey, shitty you don't TV. know it's shitty yet. oh come on it's gonna be awful i bet i'll say it right now coming to america will not will not hold up no way and the it first is one yep i call it now I, you're calling that the 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 fucking original won't hold up i'm saying that yes wow that's ballsy isn't it i haven't seen it in like at least a decade all i remember is don't forget that ace ventura wipers. Held up. yeah ace ventura held up 
So let that be I something for you that. to think about. Yeah, and Pretty Woman held up too, but coming to also, America. Also, Colin and I watched Happy Gilmore, which was not as bad as you think it is. I Ooh. would I would seriously consider doing Happy Gilmore. I was shocked that I'm not as big of an Adam Sandler fan as I used to be. I kind of don't like him anymore at all and fucking hate his guts. <laughs> but when I watched Happy Gilmore, I was like, this could work. This might be a good hold-up movie. Right on. I don't hate you, Mr. Sandler. I, I, I hate you... Because of your Netflix movies, mostly. I hate and what you do. And everything just before. Like, Click. Like, as soon as you did Click, I... Clicking on, I hate your guts. And we'll not watch your movies any longer. I watched that okay. Jewel one, the Gems one. Big Daddy, though, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. All classics, probably. Well, we could Zohan, definitely do... Possibly. We could Zohan. We could definitely do old Sandler. Brent, I know Brent's pick will be Zohan. I think my pick would be... I don't think uh, that's old enough. I think my pick would be Punch Drunk Love, the Paul Thomas yeah, Anderson but you movie. You can't pick a good one. Well, yeah. just it might it might not. You got to pick a shitty Sandler movie. Well, <laughs> if you're saying shitty, then um, what would you pick, John? Or classic Sandler. It's got to be uh, it's got to be Billy Madison, Big Daddy, or or Happy Gilmore. If Brent's gonna take. No, oh, I'm, what about what's the what's the Hitman one with him and Damon Wayans? Oh God, no! Nobody knows that movie. <laughs> oh, that's Jesus. not where he's the quarterback. Is that what? <laughs> no, we. Oh did my Water God, Boy. the longest yard. Yeah, we could do that too. Waterboy held up. Yeah, Waterboy did hold up. So look, yeah. there might be some classics back there. Maybe. We'll find yeah, out. I think that there is. That's why you can't do Punch Drunk Love because that's not a real Sandler movie. That's a P. well, it's a P.T. Anderson movie. Yeah, we have to devote a month to P.T. Anderson. Stars in it though, and it and he's like awesome in that. That's like that's his um. Johnny, yeah, that's if, his watch. What you said it the other day about um, big dick Lord energy. Jim Carrey. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Jesus Christ! No, it's uh, what, what's what's the actor Will Ferrell's movie where he actually plays a serious role? Oh, oh the uh, typewriter one. Yeah, um, Stranger right. Than Fiction. So, so Jim Carrey's Stranger Than Fiction is Eternal Sunshine. Such a good movie, and uh, and obviously Adam Sandler's, uh, which a lot of people would say it's the Truman Show. I think it's That's I think it's original, Eternal Sunshine. It? No, because he's still he's still in his goofy doing his goofy shit in that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, it yeah, was more of a bridge. It was more of a yeah, bridge, exactly. but it still had that. Yeah, but I yeah. wonder no, if no. that movie would hold up because that came out at the same time as the um, the other one, Ed Ed Wood or something. No, not Ed. The Wood, Truman no. Show. The Truman Show also came out before social media, so that would be interesting because everybody on TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat is sharing their lives with everybody. So, would that movie be interesting and relevant today? Because because we were all watching him, and now we're all watching each other, and we're all like putting out our own shit. It's Ron Howard, isn't it? Or did Ron that, Howard no, do the other one? No, it's not Ron Howard. It's someone else. It's uh, another famous... Fa I think it's Ma Milos Foreman. No. D wasn't there a similar themed one with C Christian... Yeah, it was called Ed. Or McConaughey? You're thinking of Ed. Ma Ed Matthew TV. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it was really bad. Yeah, okay. Same. They came Ed, out at the same time. It was like Deep Impact and Armageddon head-to-head -head with the... Your life is a show. Ooh. Yeah, except for <laughs> both those were shitty movies and... Uh, and the Jim Carrey one was actually good. We never did Deep Impact, and we—I don't know if Truman Show is any good. Who knows? It was. It's called Deep I mean, Impact I, right now. Did we all? Okay, raise your hands. Did you all like Truman Show when it came out? Kind uh, of. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit more 
Uh, no one wants to do the raising hand. I'm eh? s- I'm just. I, <laughs> well, I, no one could see us. I li- I liked it. I I liked it at the, the time, but I'd be afraid now that because it was like a bit of a departure for Jim Carrey that I put too much stock into how much I liked it. I'm like, oh, he's so different. It's amazing. Look at his but range. That's what I'm saying. But then you watch not- Eternal Sunshine and you're like, this guy has chops. And then you that's watch the I'm number twenty three and you're like, this guy sucks. Oh, the 23 <laughs> is the terrible. No, what I'm saying it's is so I don't think bad. the Truman Show was a huge departure for him. There's a couple of scenes in there where he de- he's kind of doing being straight. Yeah. But like a lot of the time he's he's acting frantic and being crazy and doing silly things with the soap on yeah, the mirror. Yeah, that's true. And doing that's impressions. True. So he gets to do his Jim Carrey shit still in that. Whereas Internal Sunshine, he doesn't get to do any of that stuff. Like, other than no. when... He's a baby, and that shit's awful. And some, I sometimes I when he's that out. sometimes when he and Clementine are doing silly things, but most of the time, no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, look, we got lots coming up, lots never ending. One a week. That's our commitment to you: is watch a movie a week. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forever. We're doing this for you, you sons of bitches. Hey, it's harder Ever. than you think. Okay. <laughs> Especially when you got to do three in a row, like we just did. Okay, so. Um, would you rather watch this or, um, uh, whatever the fuck last week was, um, the long oh, one, the great, escape. great escape, this or great escape. Cause I know, I know you'd pick Dr. Strange love over the, over both of the others, but which one comes in second place and which is in third, would you sit oh, through the three hour slog because you like Steve McQueen's coat or would you deal with the shorter movie, even though you wouldn't want to kill yourself the whole well, time? Well, I call it a jacket. <laughs> his coat his, his, his leather jacket his overcover i i i that's tough man fuck just that is I really tough i'm really time, thinking about it yeah, i picked I this too, one I mean, because it would go way quicker and because i have the memories so i, would I, watch I always get the nostalgia probably over this but i but if i but I, it's too long so i'd be wasting more time so that's tough yeah, it it's is. also Colin's memories. I know. That's what I was thinking. Movie, the Kula. <laughs> yeah, Kula King. That's yeah. I mean, I don't want to watch either of them. To be honest. Yeah, but. actually, just remembering that movie solidified it for me. I'd watch this because at least I can just like be out of there a fucking in half the time. Yeah. That yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's the time. All right. Too well, long. if I what about this though? Would you rather watch this or? No, definitely straight. Bloodsport? No. Yeah, <laughs> Bloodsport blood over both. Bloodsport for sure. Bloodsport blood over sport, all three 100. movies this month. Hey. Fuck, I guess I would too. That's a, that's that speaks volumes about how good Bloodsport still is. These movies won Academy <laughs> even Awards. Though, yeah, I know. Even we all said Bloodsport didn't hold up though, if I'm correct. Oh yeah, it's yeah, a, it's course. a piece of shit movie with awful Bloodsport fighting. Didn't hold up when it came out. It's fucking awesome though. It's just <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure, clarify that to the yeah. audience that we all didn't think it held up. If you haven't seen that episode yet, it's but I still love it. It's like that ugly dog that you find that can't stop shitting itself, but it's got that one cute eye, and you're like, I kind of like you, anyways. Uh, save it, yeah. Specific. All right, that's Weird. very specific. <laughs> <laughs> all right folks it's very upsetting actually <laughs> thanks for coming out <laughs> you're so glad you came to this party awesome uh and we love you so keep listening keep watching movies get pulp fiction in you you have a week until the episode drops uh early predictions say it's gonna be a good one let's hope oh, yeah. all right oh, yeah.
Thanks for coming out. And as always, everyone, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.